And we're back with the first episode of 2024 and the first alignment report in months. Thank you for your patience. The show has been on a sort of hiatus while I'm reevaluating just what kind of content actually works best for the show. Speaking of which, I would love to hear from longtime listeners. Tell me what your favorites are as well as what you'd like to hear from me in your earbuds. Please reach out by email either at hello at clearquartzcreative.co or on Instagram messages at clearquartzcreative. If you have thoughts, I like everything in my business to be very client and student-centered, so I very much value your opinion. Let's talk about things that were aligned for me in January of 2024. One, I have taken huge strides to publishing my first book, and I'm feeling really, really pumped about it. I've been documenting a bit of this through reels and on stories, but the TLDR version is that although my book project feels very aligned, self-coaching myself through all the final choices of getting my book distributed has not been as fun. I designed the front cover and the back cover and all the inner pages myself, but I opted to have a freelancer create the final file for me. I just know myself well enough to know that I'm going to be really finicky about it, and I knew that this would be a block for me where I would keep going on this and I would draw it out, so I hired it out instead. The freelancer was really great, And I'm very happy with how it turned out, but it did send me into indecision mode for a bit. And I'm going to tell you a bit of that story. I opted to keep the page count low in each of the books of the Aligned Action series. Entrepreneurs are busy. You're busy. I know that. It can take people months to finish a regular sized book. And I am imagining the books from the Aligned Action series to be exactly as long as they need to be to be valuable, but not overwhelming. We have all read 250 plus page books that could have been a blog post, and I respect you too much to put something out like that that might make you feel that way. So my page count is going to be more like in the 80 to 120 page range, depending on the topic. I had positive reinforcement when I was reading uh, from the author of the Psychology of Money book, which I'm reading right now in my Mastermind of Two. And the author put in his introduction that his book was short because it didn't need to be any longer to get his point across. And so reading that just made me feel very validated. I told myself it was totally okay to be releasing a book that's on the shorter side than typical for this genre. So at that size, the spine of the book is quite narrow. That's the connection here. That's the link to the whole cover back cover part. It makes it tough to print on because there just isn't a lot of real estate there. So at the very last minute, I was toying with the idea of should I add like 20 or so journal pages inside the book? just in order to get the title, my last name, and a sub-logo on the spine. Ultimately, I decided that I was okay with having just a colorful spine on one of my two distribution platforms. So IngramSpark and Amazon are the two that I am distributing and publishing through. IngramSpark is the one that goes to libraries and booksellers, bookstores. Amazon is the one that goes direct to consumer. So in the end, the IngramSpark book will have a spine, that has a design on it, and the Amazon version will not have any design on the spine. I had to really check in with myself on this and question whether or not this was a vanity thing or whether this was an ego thing or what was really going on, because after putting in the work to write a book, I do want it to at least look like other books, and I decided that that's valid. As a manifesting generator in human design, satisfaction is my signature. I am designed to avoid feelings of frustration, and to me, It would be frustrating to have my book look different than other books or not even really feel like a real book. Plus, practically, I know that a book without a spine design would be a tough sell for a bookstore to want to pick up. And I do want the series on physical bookshelves in the future. So I wound up with a compromise that feels good. 
Ingram Spark will have a design spine and Amazon won't have a design spine. And that all feels like an aligned choice for me. Part two of that, of what was aligned with the book, is how I chose to move forward with it. After focusing on reworking the book's content for the better part of the last three months, in the last few weeks, I found myself where the final touches were in place. I had an updated subtitle based on some feedback. I had the proper Amazon SEO keywords. I had all my page numbering done, new table of contents, 30 pages of new content. But I wasn't in a good mood around week three of January. Not sure what was happening with my energy. Not sure if it was a planet thing, but I just wasn't in a good place. And knowing that my next step for the book was to actually upload the files and make it official, I just couldn't do that when I was feeling down. So I'm really proud of myself for not pushing past this feeling and not putting it up to be published before I was truly ready in a a good place. A few years ago, I feel like I might not have had the self-awareness for this. I think I would have forced the task and I would have made myself take the next step even though I wasn't feeling great. But I waited until a sunny day when I had just come back from coffee with a friend and my Spotify day list was good and I'd eaten some mini donuts and I was feeling rested. And so that day is the day that I sat down to make the book official and submit the files. I also consulted the Human Design Transits, which is one of my goals this year is to work with the transits a little bit more in day-to-day life. So I did use them to help me choose a tentative publication date. The sun will be in gate 55, the gate of abundance. I have gate 55 defined in my chart, so I have consistent energy there. And this is all falling on February 23rd. I say a tentative publication date because I haven't yet looked at the final digital proof and I haven't received my author copy in the mail. But if both of those things go well, the book will be available to order officially on February 23rd, 2024. Next in the aligned category, I launched another show, the Human Design Profiles and Entrepreneurship Podcast. If you like this show, you might also like listening to that one. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it so you can make that choice for yourself. The show is centered around human design from entrepreneurs' perspectives. I interview business owners about how their profile, not their type, not manifesting generator, generator, projector, reflector, manifest, not that. I interview them about their profile, which is the part that looks like a fraction. And we talk about how each of their profile lines plays out in how they feel about being business owners and how they make decisions in their businesses. I'm experimenting with a two-time-a-week release schedule for season one. And every episode is a guest episode, which is very different from how I run this show. And in that, it's been feeling really novel and fun and actually freeing to create content in this way. It's possible that I might have gotten a bit burned out from all the educational content I put out in 2023. And so this new show has been delightful because I'm not putting pressure on myself. I'm not putting pressure on guests to teach any kind of takeaways. The focus is simply on sharing experiences which kind of reminds me a little bit of like early blogging days before marketers completely took over the internet with ads, that focus on connection first. I've been interviewing guests over the past few months and building up content to release from, well, now to March. This first season has 24 episodes. It's very line one of me to be working with a foundation of releasing episodes in the order of the profiles, which is to say starting at 1-3, working all the way up to 6-3 through all 12 profiles. It's very important for me to have representation on this show, both in the diversity of guests and also the representation of profile lines. 
it's just important to me that everyone who tunes in is able to listen to an episode with a business owner who has the same profile as them so that you're able to start to learn from that lived experience about human design and maybe get some profile-specific insights from business owners who share your profile. As of today, as of this recording, there are eight episodes live for you to listen to. I encourage you to find the ones that match your profile lines and listen to any episodes with that number. So for example, if you're a 2-5, looks like 2 slash 5, definitely listen to the 2-5 episode that's currently up, but then also listen to any episodes with 2 lines or 5 lines. So for example, 2-4-6-2-5-2-5-1. If you know of anyone who loves human design and hearing stories of entrepreneurs, please send them the link to the show. Getting new listeners is a brand new show can be tough, but it's a lot easier with your help. So thank you in advance for doing that. The show is pretty much everywhere, but I do recommend either watching it on YouTube as a video show or listening to it on Apple or Spotify, which always have the most up-to-date episodes. Next point of alignment, I had a guest episode go live on the Talking Freelance podcast that's hosted by Leah Myers. On that show, we talked about alignment itself, which is not something I've spoken live on in a while. So that was very nice. And I'm grateful to Leah for the opportunity and for asking really insightful questions. If you want to put that into your listening list, search up Talking Freelance. I'm episode 26. We explore themes of being authentic, feeling aligned, what that actually looks like and feels like for different people, what alignment can feel like for them. Next, I am part of Lindsay Dollinger's Summit, which is upcoming. It's called Love Your Business. It's totally free. I'm presenting on day three, and my talk is about ways to use AI to simplify your social proof. So to help you develop your process for asking for reviews so that it doesn't have to be awkward. I know it feels awkward, but it does not have to. In the presentation, I also help you make sure that you're getting a variety of reviews so that they each talk about different aspects of your work. Sometimes you want to just have different elements captured of how you're delighting your people because testimonials that all sound the same blur together and have less of an impact. So in this free presentation, I teach you my system to fix this and I help you to get super specific reviews from your people. And then lastly, I teach on how you can take those reviews, take all those nice emails and screenshots that you get, and turn them into a bank of client information that you're then able to dip into to help you create better content, to help you market yourself, and even learn how to become a better copywriter. Let's flow now into the not aligned section. I have a confession to make. I canceled a connection call on the same day. Not ideal. Here's what happened. I received an email from this person's VA. The person and I are connected in a Facebook group, and the message essentially said, hey, we didn't get to meet you yet, but so-and-so would like to have you on their podcast. Click here to schedule a call if you're interested. So I did what I usually do, and I clicked over and I went to see their podcast feed first to see who else they're interviewing, what the topics of the show are, who their target audience is. And my first thought, my gut reaction was like, ugh, no. So I disregarded the email, I left it there in my inbox, and about a week later, I was trying to clear things from my inbox, and I reconsidered it. Knowing that one of my goals this year is to have 30 guest appearances, I thought that hmm, maybe I should have said yes to that, maybe I should send a sign to the universe that yes, I am available for these kinds of requests. So I decided to book a call through the link in that original email. I immediately got signed up for this person's email list as a result, and had about three emails within 24 hours to my inbox. 
And of course, I didn't want to unsubscribe instantly before meeting with her. That seemed rude. But every time I got an email, I got kind of a sinking feeling. So I was in a position where I had two competing goals. On the one hand, I want to be visible in 2024. I want to promote my upcoming book. On the other hand, I want to honor my alignment and how I feel about the possibilities that I pursue and what I'm opening myself up to. The day the call came, I was still not feeling it, so I canceled. That was a few weeks ago. I've not heard anything from them, but I also haven't regretted it. I just feel like the whole email list thing is kind of scammy. This might sound judgy, and I don't know, maybe it's not that strange that when you sign up for a call with someone that all of a sudden you start getting their emails, but for me, I just, I wasn't a fan. And I also wasn't a fan of this person's visual brand. I know that sounds really particular and judgy, but for me as a person with external vision in my human design chart, aesthetics do matter to me to some extent. And aesthetics matter to my ideal client to some extent as well. It's not everything. It's not a good enough reason to completely discount something or to discount someone entirely. But it's enough that I need to notice that and I use that as a marker for if this is something that's going to be aligned for me and subsequently my future and existing clients. In an ideal world, I should have politely declined the invitation immediately by replying no to the VA's first email, rather than put a meeting on someone's calendar that my subconscious clearly did not intend to keep. So that is something that I can learn from in the future. And for my second Not Aligned this month, I thought I'd share a few mistakes I made. I make a lot of mistakes in business, and I am always upfront with that. I'm very willing to share. I'm pretty much an open book. No matter how experienced you are, eventually you're going to make a mistake or repetitive mistakes, if you're me. To set the scene, the topic here is the barcode and the ISBN of my upcoming book. I'm going to try and make this as not boring as possible for you because I know that you're not here for the self-publishing content. So the ISBN part is easy. That's like the number that identifies every book. It's a unique number. That is one government website through the Government of Canada. You get yourself signed up and then you can request ISBNs for free. Very simple, very straightforward, honestly quite surprising from a government website. Barcodes, though, not so much. The information is super confusing. It seems like everyone is selling them. Very hard to tell what is legitimate and what is not. The first time that I researched it, I went pretty deep. I found a company called GS1. They seemed to be the one company in Canada that like did like all the barcodes. And my partner who works in data for retail companies recognized the name. So I'm like, great, this is what I need. I figured I was good to go, so I bought a subscription for 10 barcodes, thinking, okay, I'm going to be publishing more books. I'm going to need at least five by the time this year is up. Now, this 150 is a yearly thing, and you need to pay it every year that you want to keep your barcodes active and searchable or usable or whatever you want to call it. So I went into the process for actually getting a barcode. I paid the money, and I knew none of the answers to all of the questions. It made no sense to me. I asked for help. We kept being confused. So in the end, we pulled out some books from our shelves and we realized that every barcode seems to be based or built off of the ISBN, that unique code on the back of each book, which I already had. So we're like, okay, there must be a place in GS1 to give them the ISBN. Nope. So I go down another line one research rabbit hole and I find companies who build barcodes based off ISBNs for 
like between $20 and $40 US each. But of course, you can buy them as a bundle too. Glad I didn't do that the second time. It's around this point that I realize a barcode on the back of a book is actually two barcodes, and I start researching what the other barcode is and how I'm going to get one. And it turns out that's called an EAN5, very technical, and it's related to the price of the book. However, I don't have a fixed or set price for my book yet because, frankly, I don't know enough about publishing or self-publishing yet to be confident about my choice and price. I'm expecting to have to trial and error this. After a bit more research, I find out, okay, great, I can set it to zero, essentially, if I use this 90000 code. So I check out on one of those barcode sites, pay another $20 US, put my ISBN in, I automatically get a file with my barcode, and it says that I can email them to get the other little one that goes beside it. So I do that. But then I hear back from them that it's not possible because it doesn't have a price, etc., even though I know that's not the case. But Anyways, I'm back to square one. I start Googling again. Remember, I'm now about $180 into this adventure, and I still do not have what I need. And then I happen upon a site called Kindlepreneur. And if I had scrolled down, like, to the second page, I would have found this the first time. But this site literally creates both barcodes for free instantly as soon as you put in your ISBN. So now I know exactly the flow that needs to happen. I need to know my title for sure, go to the government website, get the ISBN, go over to Kindlepreneur, insert the ISBN, and it will generate both for me. But I didn't know that at the time. And I'm sharing this story because it's it's all to say that sometimes the aligned information or the aligned decision just doesn't present itself right away. I had to make multiple mistakes, cost me money, to figure out what I needed in the first place. And then I had to keep iterating to get to what I needed eventually. Not everything is easily searchable. There's a lot out there that's misleading. Some of it's predatory. Some of it's just the wrong thing at the wrong time. GS1 was willing to give me my money back. They had awesome customer service. I didn't bother with the one for $20. So I guess I'm out $28 Canadian or whatever. But All of these moments could be interpreted as moments to quit or at least to put my project on the back burner and give myself an excuse to procrastinate. But I didn't let that happen. Only a few days went by between each of these steps before I was able to sort out my next steps and like recover from those mistakes. A lot of this would have been easier with a self-publishing coach, for sure. And as you know, self-coaching was not my preference, but here I am and I just had to choose to move through it. Sometimes adversity or non-alignment is going to come up, regardless of your energy, regardless of your mindfulness practices or how centered you are. These things happen. They happen to me. They will happen to you. It's all part of entrepreneurship, but we can overcome them. It's possible. I believe in you. Moving on now to most meaningful actions. These are some of the things that I did in January that helped me move the needle forward in my business. Number one, I stopped procrastinating on that whole email thing, the new rules coming in February 1st, the DKIM, DMARC, SPF, all of that. I put it off until just a couple days ago in the last few days of January, and then I took 90 minutes to just get it all done. I think it's all good. Time will tell. I was in the back end of my website, an active campaign. I did a bit of a cold subscriber cleanout, and that felt really good as well. Next, I emailed my list three times. After taking a break for five months, this felt like a really big win. 
If you're on the list, please tell me how you feel about the revamped vibe. If you're not on the list yet and you want to be, send me a DM. We'll get you on there for the next one. Next, I've started blocking off three hours to go to a coffee shop and work every day that we have the kids and they don't have school. That means Saturdays, Sundays, random Mondays and Fridays off from school, days that one or more kids stays home sick, etc. Putting this boundary in place is better for the continuity of my work, better for my mental health, and better for my physical health since I always walk to the coffee shop. That's working out really, really well. Another one is that I bought a ticket to the Roundtable, which is an in-person event here in Winnipeg created by Hustle and Charm which is the networking group that I originally built my web design business with the support of. That was a strange sentence. I'm going to take that again. What I mean is I was part of this group called Hustle and Charm. I went regularly to all the events and I credit it with building my second business. It would not have been possible without this group. I haven't done an in-person event all year since last year's Alt Summit. So I'm really looking forward to one in my home city. And that is it for January. It's your turn now. You should really, if you don't already do this as a habit, look back over the last little bit. Take the time to learn lessons from what you have tried, what you have done, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what you feel proud of, what you feel excited about. There's so much data in what you have been doing, what you have been trying, that once you start to pay attention to, you're able to then implement into sort of training yourself to be a better decision maker and helping yourself to feel more aligned more of the time in your business. Alignment is a spectrum. The closer that you can get to feeling aligned, the more self-assured you're going to feel in this entire business journey. I am, of course, here to support you. Tell me if you have any questions and I will be happy to help you through it. 